And therefore, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of his death, for the redemption of those transgressions which were under the former testament, they that are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Catholics around the world, and I am quite sure many, many non-Catholics, of all backgrounds, Christian, non-Christian, people with faith, people without faith, <clears throat> of every religion, of every race, watched something extremely profound on television or through the internet. It's not a place you'd expect something this profound, but in this time in which we are living, this world crisis, the only way that many Catholics have access to even remotely a sacramental life, even if depicted on, by pixels on a screen, electronically, the only way they have access to the visible church in her sacramental manifestation is through these means. What we saw on television or through our computer screens was something of the equivalent, at least in my mind's eye when I watched it, of Moses himself standing in the breach for a shattered world, for the people who have broken the eternal covenant, for a world that has thrown off the yoke of God, the yoke of the law, known through nature, if not through revelation, it's still known by all through nature. We have thrown off the yoke of God. As St. Paul says, the, the law of God is known by the things that are, the things that exist. Therefore, we are without excuse. What we saw was something like Moses standing in the breach for the children of Israel, but not simply for the children of Israel, but for the whole world. The Holy Father, the Pope, the Bishop of Rome, the Vicar of Peter, and therefore the Vicar of Christ himself, standing in the breach for a shattered world, a world in the grip of fear, uh, of terror, not only for the, the disease, the pestilence that stalks uh, all humankind at this point. Why, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. But I do know ultimately it comes from an, an infernal, demonic source. There's no doubt about it. No matter how scientifically it came about. 
or who might be responsible for it. That's left to the judgment of, of whoever wants to look into it. But what we saw was this terror, this source of, of despair, or this temptation to despair uh, on the part of many, not only for the disease itself, but for what follows it. What we saw was the, the, the representative of Christ on earth in the grace of his office, doing what a pope does, a mediator, a supreme pontiff, a pontifex, a bridge builder, pontifex means bridge builder, building a bridge between the visible and the invisible, between created and uncreated, between God and man, between the divine and the created, all of creation. What we saw was Pope Francis standing in the breach for a shattered world. And not only Pope Francis, but the one he represents in his true body, in his true body, held aloft in the monstrance. We're beginning Passion Tide, and there's never been a Passion Tide like this, I think, in all of history. Yes, there have been plagues. Yes, there have been wars, devastations of all kind but nothing on the order of what is happening now because we live in a world in which everything is global. Uh, plagues would have been in particular places and would have spread somewhat slowly before. Now with air travel, with transportation, with all of the things that make it easier for us to to, to live our modern lives. Not that those things are bad, but it has made it a global crisis, a crisis of all humankind. Some people say, well, this is just not a big deal. Everyone's making a big deal out of it. Well, the point is that it's causing terror in people, chaos. Uh, it's testing faith, and it's creating despair, and it's creating division within families between husbands and wives, between fathers and sons, between brothers, within the church, without the church, it is creating havoc. And that's why it's demonic. It's infernal, no matter the scientific explanation for it. The epistle today is the reality in heaven of what we saw happening essentially on earth in the vast expanse emptiness of St. Peter's Square. As the Pope said, the place that embraces not only the church but the world itself, like two arms embracing the world, utterly empty and devastated. utterly devastated. Truly, truly biblical. 
and apocalyptic, not in the sense that people use apocalyptic. They think apocalypse means the end of the world. Apocalypse means revelation. It means the unveiling of a reality that is, that is not usually seen. A, 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 a pulling aside of the veil between the created and the uncreated, between the realm of men and the realm of God, to see the reality that undergirds everything. The most blessed sacrament is that reality that bridges the uncreated and the created. When the Pope walked through the, the, the threshold from the square into the church to receive the Blessed Sacrament, it was, in essence, a, a, an earthly reflection of, of the reality that is described by St. Paul to the Hebrews. Brethren, Christ being come and high priest of the good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, neither by the blood of goats and of calves, but by his own blood, entered once into the holies, having obtained eternal redemption. That's what we saw. The Eucharist is the new covenant. It's the old covenant. It's the ancient original covenant, but it's the new covenant. The new is older than the old covenant. It was in the mind of God from all creation and is the covenant that was broken by sin. Sin is never personal or merely personal. Sin affects everyone and everything. Sin introduces chaos into creation. The eternal covenant willed by God for the priest Adam, because the first man was a priest. He was not just steward of creation. He was the priest of creation, the mediator of the created and the uncreated. Adam threw away his vocation. He destroyed his priesthood. And therefore, he destroyed the link between heaven and earth. And if you destroy the link between heaven and earth, earth descends into chaos. The intricate web that keeps creation together, the eternal covenant, begins to unravel. The sacrifices of the patriarchs kept heaven and earth together. The sacrifices of the tabernacle in the desert were specifically designed by God and the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, to be the sacrifice that kept heaven and earth together, that kept the earth from disintegrating, from unraveling. The temple in Jerusalem was the place where heaven and earth met, where every year the new, the old, the original covenant was renewed year by year, that the world not spin into
chaos, and then into non-being. Even still, even still, the world spins out of control. St. Paul also wrote to the Romans, the expectation of the creature waits for the revelation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that made it subject in hope. Because the creature also itself shall be delivered from the servitude of corruption into the liberty of the glory of the children of God. For we know that every creature groaneth and travaileth in pain even till now. And not only it, but ourselves also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption of the sons of God, the redemption of our body in Christ Jesus our Lord. The world groans. The world grows weary. There was, this was also the, an image we saw, the Holy Father walking up the ramp to the place where he gave his homily. The opening prayer, he was wheezing for breath. Somehow, to me, this was an image of the world, a weary world, a broken world, a groaning, travailing world. But there is hope. Even in this devastation, this is an odd phrase. The creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that made it subject in hope. God intended not sin, he did not intend sin, but in giving man free will, by his permissive will, he tolerated sin because it would lead to a greater thing than even his creation. That sin would contribute to something even better than the original creation. How do we know this? Because Holy Church prays this prayer at Holy Mass. When the wine is put into the chalice and the drop of water, the priest blesses the water saying, O God, who in a wonderful manner didst create and ennoble human nature and still more wondrously renewed it. It cannot be renewed unless it has fallen into ruin, unless it has been damaged. And if human nature is damaged, then creation is damaged. God allowed this to bring greater good out of it, to make his creation even more perfect, even more beautiful. This is the Eucharist. There is a reason why we pray this prayer during the Holy Mass. Grant that by the mystery of this water and wine, we may be made partakers of his divinity, who vouchsafed to become partaker of our humanity, partaker of our humanity meaning partaker of our sufferings, of our sufferings, the fruit of which is the Blessed Eucharist. 
the body and blood of the Lord. And so we have, for the communion antiphon, hoc corpus, quad pro vobis tradetur. This is the body which was given over for you. Hic calix novi testamenti, est in meo sanguine, dici dominus. This is the chalice of the New Testament in my blood, says the Lord. Do this, hoc facite, quotius cumque sumitis, as often as you receive it, in meam commemorationem, as a memorial of me. The Pope held aloft the Blessed Eucharist, the sacrament of the altar. The Eucharist is the key to this crisis. Without the Eucharist, the world would fall into ruin and into non-being. It is the Mass that matters, as we sometimes hear, or often hear, and that's correct. It matters because it is the salvation, the life of the world. We hear that. This is the bread which came down from heaven for the life of the world. It's literally for the life of the world. It is for the life of the world. So there is hope. There is no despair where there is our Lord in the Blessed Eucharist, in the sacrament of his love. And this was demonstrated powerfully in a way that words never could, in what we saw beamed throughout the world. The Pope, the Supreme Pontiff, the High Priest of the entire Catholic Church, standing in the breach, showing to the Father, his beloved Son, in the Blessed Eucharist, the great thanksgiving, the true Day of Atonement, the eternal Day of Atonement, raising it aloft, raising him aloft, for the renewal of creation, waiting for the day when those who are saved those who persevere through the trials and the devastations of this world are finally revealed as the sons of God, as the sons of God. May we become those sons of God through which the plan of God for all of creation is finally revealed. We who partake of the Eucharist the foundation of existence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.